Under the Dome Radio initial reactions to Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Awakening, recorded August 18th, 2014. Whether you're shuffling some cards or admiring photos of Barbie's mom, we thank you for tuning in to Under the Dome Radio, unofficial podcast and blog for CBS TV's under the Dome. Check out the show notes for this episode at underthedomeradio.com slash 38, as it is episode number 38. And I am Wayne Henderson, your voice acting, podcasting, Green Bay Packers fan. And I just flew in from the fantastic podcast movement conference in Dallas. And I'm just glad that the plane didn't crash into the side of any mysterious domes on the way home. You know how that can be. Absolutely. I'm at Troy Heinrichs. I'm glad Wayne made it back safely because those laser trip wires trying to get back into California are pretty trippy, so to say, even though it was clearly obvious that someone should have been jumping and not running through the woods to get back to his loved one. But we'll just kind of put that aside for right now. Okay. <laughs> I like how the episode opened up with, uh, is that a dome? Is it a light bulb? No, this time it's Chrome Dome Rennie. <laughs> like that. The only thing that would have made that better is if Big Jim would have been like finishing shaving the back of his head just to get it that nice, clean smoothness to match how the dome actually looks on the outside. Uh, and then the next thing we know, he's loading up and I'm thinking, que bonita la pistola. The question I have is, was he going to clean the gun first when he pulled out that thing from the, uh, it looked like a gun cleaning kit because he unloaded as Junior walked in and then started to load right back up again. So is the thing actually going to fire true if he had to actually use it? My guess would be since this is a television show. Yes. But either way, big Jim is sorry. He really <laughs> didn't mean to break into your house. He really <laughs> didn't mean to threaten your life. No, I really mean it this time, Wayne. He's really sorry. <laughs> that was just awkward. I mean, he, he seemed sincere. But one thing we've learned from a season and a half of Under the Dome, don't believe Jim Rennie because this guy is basically, you know, he's got schizophrenic. He's got all these different personalities. They all have the same name, but man, he flip flops like crazy. And, and now he's zealous Jim Rennie and you can now find him on channel two on your walkie talkie. That's the best part about it. It's like, here, take this. Just be safe. So the question is, when did he actually get Andrea Grinnell her walkie talkie? Was it before or after he handed one to the science teacher? I know she just happens to have one. I'm glad that Andrea Grinnell has a walkie talkie because it was good to, to hear from her. But I, I don't know exactly why the science teacher needs one as well. But evidently they have a lot of them there in town. Well, let's be clear. The arsonist didn't do a very good job because they should have torched the sign and not the car. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it's a good thing that Rebecca Pine has great detective skills because she was able to notice that the windmill has come down. <laughs> I mean, it's like, did you not know? I mean, it's sitting there in a pile, first of all, <laughs> number one. So clearly the windmill's not up anymore, but you really saw it in the pile first and not when it was missing from the skyline. <laughs> exactly. Whoever did take it down, they were very neat and tidy 
basically boxing it up, maybe going to ship it back to get a refund if the dome comes down. So the real question we have for all of you for later on this week, who do you think was behind the car fire, the windmill destruction? Because it couldn't have been Phil Bushy all by himself. So let's just throw some names out there. 904-469-7469 or go out to underthedomeradio.com slash feedback and throw out who you think is part of Phil's new gang. That's true. It it could be most anybody. It very well could be Rebecca Pine herself. It could be Jim Rennie giving up sleep in favor of uh, doing these things so that he can pin them on somebody and take even more power within the town. That's why this show is awesome because what you just said is totally plausible <laughs> with this <laughs> on, show. The, yes, on Under the Dome, it's possible. On, say, Resurrection, another show that we podcast about, maybe not as plausible that something that crazy could happen. But then again, there are people that give up sleep on Resurrection and fix, you know, front porches and things. Sure. But yeah, I totally didn't even think that Big Jim would have done it himself. And then I was like, wait. No, Big Jim would do that himself just to set it up so he could have more power. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And apparently all the cool kids in town are using the term vlog. Oh, man. I thought that died like in 2008. Next thing you're going to know that they're uh, they're going to start having Melanie be a VJ or something. Oh, man. And have 80s hair. That would be awesome. She is from the 80s. And we did see some hair in that uh, high school annual. You know, one of the cool things in the episode was we get to see a little more of Lyle and he's no longer muttering Melanie's name. It's in the cards. It's in the cards. Yeah. Which card are you picking? Don't show the audience. It's a secret magic trick. The big question I have, though, is experimental drug that can help with this type of condition. Yet it's only behind one small card key access door, not locked in a safe not somewhere kept deeper in the hospital or even in a secret government institution or lab. It's just right there out in the open, right next to the, you know, morphine. Good catch. Um, You know, they're pretty trusting in Chester's mill. And we did get a little more of and this is the only relationship type thing I'm going to mention on this particular episode of under the dome radio. And we want to hear your thoughts at 904-469-7400. Six nine. You know, Julia tells Joe and Melanie that the man she loves is thought to be dead. I mean, come on, Dome Riders, three weeks max. You know, maybe you can think you're in love after three weeks or 18 days when you're in the eighth grade. But come on, she's a trained reporter uh, who also, you know, studies dead bodies and now can do many other things. But the man she loved. What about the husband of however many years they were married, who's only been deceased and his body is very, just barely cold in the ground by now. Well, it's very simple answer, Wayne. I'm going to hit you with a big one here. I'm ready. Let me brace myself. We're guys. We don't understand romanticism in any way, shape or form. I try. I try. Just ask my wife. I try. Joe's got more skills than us. (laughs) Well, that's possible, but I, I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, just watch the notebook, right? Exactly. Great film, by the way. Highly recommend it. So does Nori, apparently. Now, they did finally bring in right to the forefront where we now cannot ignore the Hounds of Diana. And what they say the code was, it was like Dromas. Does that mean anything in particular? 
more drones, more domes. If it's a shortening of something, Moss is obviously more. Or if it's or if it's Moss M O S S, we probably need the help of the you, the listener. Again, let us know because it could be one of those things like on Lost where you know you take the letters, you rearrange them, you get things like Lost Time and Other Man and things like that. So Dromas, I think that's what he said. Of course, we watched a second time before we do our full discussion episode later in the week, but uh, we need your help. Well, we know it was six characters because there were only six asterisks on the screen when he put the password in. But that could have been a security feature. It could have been. <laughs> Did you notice that Captain Obvious was back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few times, in fact. Hey, look, you got an email. So my dad did change it. I couldn't get in. It was password protected. We did find out that uh, our friends at Acteon Energy, and I was able to write down the spelling for a change. It, it's spelled a little bit different and more letters than I thought. But they're also, in addition to energy, they're suspiciously into satellite imagery and a few other things that could be used for nefarious reasons. The better part is that the army or whatever seems to be your national guard is on the outside of the perimeter, not even outside the dome, but outside the perimeter of the dome. And inside we have some guys that truly understand what it means to be black ops. In which way? Did you like at their uniforms? They're wearing all black. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're talking high def color television now. Okay. I did not notice that part and think about the black ops part, but maybe they're trying to really hammer that home, but they really take their job seriously. But you got to be serious when there's a dome from who knows where that you're protecting or maybe not protecting. But the fact that Barbie's dad has quote unquote friends in the military, this guy's got a lot of power. Absolutely. And that's no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, he does work for an energy company. I, I did not get much sleep when I was in Dallas at that conference. Okay. But I did learn on tonight's episode that if the soap is dry, you won't get a lather. Now I'm wondering if that's going to be important. Like earlier when he's mumbling about the cards, obviously that turned out to be important. If the soap is dry, you won't get a lather. Or is that just crazy Lyle or Dwight Yoakam improvising? Just coming up with crazy off the wall stuff. Well, everything he said up to this point made sense. You know, Melanie, it's in the cards. So I think there's something more to the soap. Well, it had nothing to do with the fact that Phil Bushy is alive and well. That had nothing to do with soap. And he found time after leaving the clinic. He's got the booze and uh, he came across a rifle so he could you know, headbutt somebody with it. But I'm glad to know that he's not dead because that would have been really bizarre. And he does have a role to play. But he's turning on Big Jim, like just the same way Big Jim's turning on everybody else. But his motives seem completely off. And this goes back to the thing we always complain about on Under the Dome is the one episode he's one way and the next episode he's something totally different. So they mess the entire continuity plot because he was on Big Jim's team. He even said, hey, I was on your side. I did your plan. What the heck, man? And it's like, well, it's not like Big Jim could prevent you getting shot in the chest. You were the stupid one that attacked Carolyn. Not Big Jim's fault. Why are you taking it out on him? That's a good point. I, I was expecting the scene there in the prison where Big Jim was strung up to the bars to maybe have a little more something dark happen. 
maybe something like we would have read about in the novel Under the Dome. But now Big Jim gets out in, in, in a hurry. And now Bill Bushy, instead of going back to the clinic, now he's behind bars. I guess he's going to have to do his recovery there. That's where I thought the darkness was going to come in. Because when he said, you go ahead and take the lady home, I'll take care of Phil. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to my mind is, yep, yeah, he's going to take care of him with two to the chest. Oh, you thought it was going to be dark against Phil, not Phil doing something dark and uh, smacking around Big Jim. I see. And they very well could have given us both of those things. But but I've got a totally serious question here. Listeners, let us know. Again, you can go to underthedomeradio.com slash feedback or that listener phone number voicemail 24 hours a day. Be included on the next episode at 904-469-7469. Could you tell? that that was Dale Barbie Barbara when he put on those face hiding uh, glasses that look kind of like Clark Kent. Only because he still had the injuries on his neck. But I thought with the uh, Clark Kent glasses, he actually did look a little bit different. Seriously, Troy. Maybe he washed his hair. Uh, They got to get better disguises. If you're going to try to get by the national guard and I'm a radiation expert. Did you know that? Not anymore. He chucked his, metal chest that he needed with his tools inside right in the wide open that everybody could see him chuck it. Now let's go back to Lyle just for a quick moment. I thought it was interesting after this experimental drug, which was so easy to get to wish they would have given it to Lyle sooner because he wakes up and he's fairly coherent for the first time since he disappeared. And it looks like he really does still love Pauline the way he woke up. And when he saw her there, And of course, assuming that maybe she's dead and he thinks he's in heaven, it really looked like he cared for her. And I still think, although that's a beautiful thing, she's kind of married to Big Jim Rennie. And when Big Jim finds out that Pauline's still alive and all these other suitors are hanging around, uh, it is going to get messy, I would assume. But then again, on Under the Dome, it could flip-flop and Big Jim could just go find someone else in Chester's Mill to start dating. When Big Jim finds out that Pauline's alive and that she's with Lyle, do you think that he's going to give Lyle and Pauline the stare of death that he gave Julia at the end of the episode? That face is going to haunt me. I'm going to have dreams about that tonight. Nightmares. I think before you finally sign off and the episode is posted for folks to listen to, you should rewatch that last 60 seconds, freeze frame it, maybe even get a screen capture of it, then go to sleep. Yes. Pleasant dreams. I'll include it in the uh, post on the website so you can all see it at the same time. I think that's an excellent idea because you're right. That, you know, Dean Norris can give that stare. And while Julia's just running amok, following the man that she loves after all this time. And big question is how long until Big Jim kills Shumway and Barbie? Not long, or at least attempts to anyway. But the bigger question is, What was Barbie writing on the side of the dome? Don't jive. Don't juice. I heard juicing is bad for you unless you have some like other protein to go with it. Maybe it was don't joust. That's it. That's what it was. Don't joust. You know, that's good advice that we should heed whether we're inside or outside of a dome. Um, You know, first initial thought was not Penny's boat, but there's no boat and there's no Penny. We need your help. Please call us 904-469-7469. What does that say? What are your guesses? But not to jump around. (laughs) I want two big questions for the listeners this week that we want for the fan feedback show later on this Friday. 
the two big questions are number one, the black ops people, who do they work for? Are they government? Are they acting on? Are they something else? Number two, why does Don Barbara want the egg? Hmm. Think about it. Don't answer it. We'll let the listeners go ahead and give us a call. Plus one nine Oh four, four, six, nine, seven, four, six, nine, or under the dome radio.com slash feedback. Or if you want, just type out an email message, record an MP3, attach it as a file, and you can send that into feedback at under the dome radio.com. And again, that was feedback at under the dome radio.com. In fact, if you really want to go the extra mile, you could even go crazy and record your uh, feedback on a cassette tape and uh, find a way to get it to us because, you know, through the powers of what's that guy's name that's uh, working there for uh, basically working for everybody in Zenith. He's probably the most interesting guy working both sides of the coin. I'm very interested to see where a new character introduction comes in this week. I think they said his name was Hunter and he seems to have the power to turn internet and other things like that on and off at will as well as hacking into things. So he could help make sure that your feedback gets to us in time for the next episode of under the dome radio, I would say. And keep this in mind as we sign off for tonight, but just like Don Barbara left a back door into the internet, maybe that back door might be red and have a yellow handprint on it as well. But either way, our back door for this week's fan reaction episode, again, 904-469-7469 or under the dome radio.com slash feedback. Get your theories in, be heard on the podcast. You could be our next honorary under the dome radio DJ of the week. And we want to make sure we hear from all of you. So connect with us on Twitter at UTD radio podcast, or check us out on Facebook and Google plus the links are at under the dome radio.com. And show notes for this episode at underthedomeradio.com slash 38. Until later this week, I'm at Troy Heinrichs. And I'm at Wayne Henderson. Stay trapped under the dome. Under the dome radio. Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Get more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Get organized in your personal and professional life, laugh with our clean comedy, theorize over great television shows, and so much more, all waiting for you at noodle.mx.